It's gonna be hard for us. A rarity. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Colin, and we got our special guest tonight, Nikki Snacks. You guys know him at Snacks underscore BDGE on Twitter. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Uh, a lot better than previous weeks. So looking good. All right, Colin. I I share your your sentiment, buddy. I feel strangely really good, and it's weird i don't know if i like it yet <laughs> it's hard it's hard to let yourself feel positive but you know it's it's sort of something that you need to let into your heart at this point yeah you open have, yourself up right i have spent so long just developing and maintaining my miserable self and my miserable <laughs> ways that this seems impossible to be happy and excited yeah. but here we are who is it like Justin Pennick? Uh, what he tweeted the other day is like, Am I excited to be a Giants fan? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like what a question mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what the worst you have to ask yourself? The, the worst part about it is nothing's happened yet to warrant it. There's just new people in the building. That's, That's it. That, by far the best part of the whole yeah. thing. They, they have said a bunch of words, yeah, they've made no actions, and yet we're still happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, at least the words they say are meaningful and not just contrived nonsense as we usually hear but we'll get into that in a second um as usual guys please follow big blue united on facebook twitter instagram follow us directly on twitter at bbu pod boys with a z uh download that DraftKings app and don't forget to check out westernrise.com for all your uh fancy clothing needs and not fancy clothing needs whatever you're into they got it it's great um so let's just jump in and just talk about the dayball hire because that is what's going on today and and nikki i wanted to jump into a tweet that you made that you said dayball was a disgusting looking man. Yes. And and we had a pod to like I think it was two pods back called yes. Hot Coaches Only. So we're definitely on the same page there. So I think <laughs> that's why we needed to have you on because it's going to be a very spirited discussion. That being said, what part of Middle Earth do you think that he's from? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Oh man. I I got to I I, I got to tell you I have uh, I've gone on numerous podcasts and and everything like that. That first question <laughs> Is by far the funniest <laughs> one I've been at. <laughs> he, he he looks like Gimli's brother. That's oh a good. It's gosh. a good thing to me. He's. Uh, yeah. I like. I, I mean, the press conference was great today. I I felt really good about it. And, and my favorite part was like, you know, he's like, "Is that the section with the bald guys with beards? Is yeah. beards? Is there a seat for me back there?" Dude, um, it's great. So it's great. I, so so to me, like I I watched it. I watched it with my with my brother and uh. We like we laughed yeah. a lot every time like a reporter asked the question. He's, you know, he's like, "What's up? Yeah. How are you? Yeah, Good. glad to hear it." Well, they were <laughs> they like seemed oh. so unused to it. It was, yeah, it was hilarious. Like, who was it? Was it was it Ian Ian uh, O'Connor or whatever his name is? Or no, it was someone else. Someone else was just like, "Uh, I'm doing fine, thank you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know sure. what to do now. Yeah, uh, it was hysterical. And then he came after uh, Matt Lombardo. He's like, "Wow." Would you show up late? Yeah, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also like he was giving Paul Schwartz some business too. He's like, well, yes. He's like, what do you think about you know being a young or old coach in the league and having experience? He's like, well, am I young or old? I was yeah. like, Paul Schwartz, you know, I'm not a big fan of the New York Post in general, so any ribbing on them is positive for me. It's a positive, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, uh, well, well, you're uh, you're young to me. He goes, oh, well, good. <laughs> yeah. So I just on a personal like. I guess quick thoughts on the press conference and everything without going into the structure and substance of his words. He just comes off as non-robotic and very 
likable. Like I could, this locker room is definitely going to like him. Yeah. And the comments that some of um, some of the Bills players have made on social media and everything, like Stefan Diggs, he clearly had a lot of respect in in that organization. So um, just on a likable standpoint and a non-robotic standpoint, which you know I'm. I was out on Judge after this year, but I didn't hate Joe Judge. I did, I thought he walked into a mess he couldn't get out of. Yeah. But his press conference, which we all loved, was way too much. It was way too robotic. Dable came out and just – he was a personal guy. He showed you his side that somebody you want to go sit and have a beer with. And yeah. I think for a coach, that's pretty important. Well, he made he made the point twice. It was in the beginning and then towards the end about how, like, I'm just going to be me. You're, it, this is all you're going to get right here. Yeah. And, and he almost drove it home that there's not going to be this this um, cover, this face that I'm going to put on to to pump you up. It's like, no, I I, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. I, I'm a coach of men. I, I want to get to know these guys. I want to get to know their families. Like Stuff like that. It's very important because I feel like a lot of these guys, they go into it with this, this CEO attitude. Like they're... Yeah. Uh, you know, put up on a pedestal or they're, they're uh, Mr. Oz uh, behind the curtain. And you, you don't need that. You need yep. a guy who's going to inspire someone and, and, and want to fight for them. Yep. And yep. Just look, look around. Like looking around the league and the, the most successful coaches, they have this um, – I don't want to call it like a, like a brotherhood because the coach is usually a little bit older outside of like Sean McVay. But they all have, the, they all have this respect for their coach and their players, and the coach treats them like – like dudes, you know, they're not like, uh, not employees almost. It, yeah. It's, I, I'm trying to find the right words to, to put it, but it's not like a, a dictatorship or anything like that. It's like, yeah, I'm, my wife's going to cook dinner. You're more than welcome to come over. Like mm-hmm. that's on the, on the human aspect level of it. That's awesome to me. And yeah. these professional athletes, yes, they make $20 million a year. They're all rich. They're all famous. They can do whatever they want, but they're also humans too. So you have to connect with them on on a human level and have that kind of relationship. So that was a, a breath of fresh air, and I think he really he he brings that to the Giants. I I totally agree with you guys, and I have to say that I really love the cut of his jib personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to throw that in there, but yeah, I mean, you That's know, good. he just That's comes good. off as an authentic guy, and he just kept saying, you know, uh, thanking the support staff and thanking the owners for the for the opportunity. And basically just saying we're going to do it together as a team, try to streamline operations between him and Shane. I think someone asked him about, you know, their relationship, how that was going to work. He just basically said everything that I wanted to hear regarding that, because there was clearly a disconnect going on between the front office and the, and the coaching staff for a very long time, whether it was Judge and Gettleman or Gettleman and anybody. Just Gettleman and anybody, anytime he's ever been on any team. You would imagine, and, um, and he he also made the point of that too about how there has to be the synergy between or partnership exactly, between exactly. the GM and the head coach, and and it's just, I mean, it, it's funny that the more and more we hear about other Bills staff members being uh, attributed to to the team, like uh, what was the last thing we saw? Um, the offensive line coach, the line coach, yeah, yeah. What what what's his name? Johnson, something. Uh, Johnson? Hang on, uh, Bob Bob Johnson. Bob Johnson. Bob oh, Johnson. What a name. Offensive yeah. line. Made up name. person. <laughs> the made up person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like just going back to, you know, the the saying hello to everybody. It's just sort of like he was the main focus of that room. He took over that room. You know, he if you can do that in a room full of players, adult men, you know, be a leader of men and, and not talk to them, as you said before. You know, I think it's a hard position to go into. The guy has a lot of experience. You know, he listed down everyone he worked for. I'm just really pleased with this after 
listening to Joe Judge just spit out this sort of contrived nonsense of just like, you know, we gave it 110% and I liked what I saw here and we'll watch the film. I think from Dable, you're going to get honesty and authenticity. Yes. Yep. And I think that's what we need. And 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 openness and willingness to work with with people, which I don't right. think Gettleman wanted to do, and I don't think Judge was ever put in a circumstance to be able to do. No, and I, I see, I, I couldn't agree more. And to Colin's point, where he was stressing like uh, like being on the same page as as the GM and the and ownership and the coaching staff, Joe Shane and Brian Dable literally have in both of their press conferences talked at nauseum of of being on the same page and being one you know, united front in building this the right way. And they've stressed continuity and everything like that. So that is a very, very big difference from what we were used to. And uh, I don't think we'll ever know what, because I, I, to me, Judge was a mayor hire. Like, I, I don't think Gettleman had any say in, in hiring Joe Judge. And that's why Gettleman should have been fired with Shermer as well. But I want to talk about the past, the miserable past. And, it's just it was very different to see human beings talk because you go back to Shane's presser and you could tell like I was nervous <laughs> like he was he was up there very very nervous he was fidgety you could just hear it I, like I felt my my chest beating for him but he's yeah. a human being you know and he wasn't coming off with these loud proclamations of I'm coming in here to kick ass as Dave Gettleman said I'm not yeah. gonna you know I'm gonna fix the old line no. No guarantees, and Dable did the same thing. He goes, I'm, I'm not making any promises or anything. We're gonna build this the right way, build this, this. and that's all Love that. it's all we've wanted to hear. You know, we have let's all do it the smart way. And if it takes a year, two years, three years, we're okay with that. As long as you have a long-term plan and you stick to it and you go with that. And I think this brain trust in Shane and Dable is the the right tandem to to lead us to where we want to go. Yeah, we we had a a bit of a um I wouldn't say an argument, but there there was a point uh, in the last week or last episode where we were talking about Dan Quinn and the idea of Dan Quinn being uh, uh, interviewed and hired. And Dan, who is not on with us tonight because he's a bit under the weather, um, him and I are on the same same boat. I I just I that felt like if that would be a regression, and I I would hate that regardless of his accolades and what he's done and and whatever but tj seemed to to be a little higher on him and you guys literally were just like if they don't hire dable then i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life and i was like well there are other people out there and if joe shane you want to put your trust in joe shane then let him make that decision of course know? and that's all my point was i didn't yeah. want dan quinn to be the coach in the new york giants trust me i wanted brian dable to be the coach in the new york giants so i'm very pleased with that and I, yes. i'm very pleased with everything he said and and one thing i want to say specifically um from that conference and from what Shane has been saying is how they're going to tailor the offense around the players, yeah. which I think is what creates the most success in the NFL. And I, and I read earlier that Dable asked Daniel Jones what his favorite plays and concepts were from the Giants in the three years, and even back to Duke. And I think, yeah. and that he was going to build the schemes around that. And I think that is amazing. And what this yep. team has really been missing over the years, you know, yep. at least recently. Well, I mean, maybe they'll even have some plays that make sense for this uh, oft injured first round pick that we didn't really see that much of this past year. Let's see if he could stay on the field uh, in Kadarius Tony, of course, yes, that I'm yes. alluding to. Um, <laughs> at least he's got a, a, a giant tattoo on his back now. He'll know what yeah, time literally. to get to the game because he has two watches to check. Oh yeah. He has two <laughs> watches. I, I, they probably cost as much as a, a fairly priced car each. Oh yeah. Um, and he never he asks other people what time it is. I'm sure. That's a good question, Nick. Nick, what's your uh, what's your opinion on Tony? 
so it, it, it's I like him. I do. Um, we clearly did not see enough, and I really didn't like the fact that the guy had more injuries in a year than some people have in their careers. So that worries me because in college he did have some injury concerns as well. Um, I had a couple of my friends are they went to the University of Florida and um, they were like, yeah, this kid's absolutely electric, but you may have injury concerns. Um, so I, I don't have like a negative response to him. It's his rookie year. I'm going to give him a pass. But I also I also think back and yes, while having the fifth and seventh picks of the draft is phenomenal. Um, I know sitting and staying at 11, two players off the top of my head that are all pros that could be cornerstone players for this team for a decade or longer. Uh, we're sitting right there. So that's, that's, uh, that's like my only, it's really my only beef about Tony. I, I, I'm, I, I, the, the jury's still out. I don't want to pass judgment, but from what we've seen in the short, in the short time, the dude's electric. And in 2022 and the way the NFL is going, and now that we have an offensive minded coach, if he stays healthy, I do think the sky's the limit for him. And I think he's a perfect weapon for a quarterback. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it just depends on who, who they pick seventh this year, because if that yes, becomes yes. that cornerstone player that you could have got at 11, then five, you okay. know, I've, I've lamented not picking Micah Parsons or Rashawn Slater any number of times in this podcast, but like, you know, we'll see what happens. And I'm hoping that the new guys coming in can scheme him in a way. Cause he is a player that needs to be schemed in. Yes. In a way that won't get him injured. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a tough guy. I mean, it seems like he's a tough runner. Like, he wants to get the yards. I think that yeah. could be detrimental to him at times. Yeah. But anyway, we don't need to it's like, it's almost, it's, it's almost like Daniel Jones running. He's trying to he's trying to get that last yard of his life dependent on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think that's a great segue into talking about Jones because there's been a lot of talk about, about Jones this week. And, and Joe Shane said that they want to build an offense to extenuate what Daniel Jones does best. I mean – you know, wh where do you guys at on Jones? Like, are you happy that they're not really looking another quarterback to give him another year? Or what do you think there, Nick? Uh, so I've gone back and forth in this so many times. Um, and I think with now the new, this new regime, if they went a little bit more of like a power offensive coach hire, more like a, like a Harbaugh, or even, even in a sense, like a Dan Quinn, an established head coach or something, um, I would have really, really explored the idea of trading for Russell Wilson. Um, I don't think right now, I don't think that's what they're going to do. So I've come off on that idea. And to be honest, I, I there, there's tools of Daniel Jones that I do like. Um, I think he's tough. Very. We know he's tough. We know he's tough. Um, I think he's, I think he is smart. He's intelligent. Um, he's got a great deep ball, like accuracy wise. We've seen that, but he's also been so, I want to say limited in the scheme and coaching and offensive line play that he really has not had a chance. I think for his sake and the Giants' sake for this year, he is probably their best option. Now, money-wise and just overall idea of working with Dable and seeing what he could do with him and this offensive coaching staff. But they need, they need, 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 need to bring in competition as backup. I think that is more important than who starts this year. If they're going with Jones, you need I, – I would love to see Mr. Trubisky here. Why yeah, not? absolutely. Not? That's a two-time playoff quarterback right there, and Dable just had him for a year. Why not Mr. Trubisky? I think that is a perfect, perfect signing, and it makes all the sense in the world. 
Now I and, know you were, you asked about Daniel Jones. So I, I short answer. Yes. I think for this year um, to be able to, and they're, they're going to probably take three offensive linemen in this draft. And I think they're going to upgrade the offensive line and they're going to have a whole new scheme and a very bright offensive mind. I do want to see what Daniel Jones can do. So I think he, for this year, for this year, do not pick up that fifth year option. Yeah. But for this year, I think he is the best move. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I think we, as an organization, and I, I texted this to, to TJ and Dan, and I think you have to give John Mara at least a little bit of credit for having the humility to say in an interview that we're screwing this kid up. We already screwed him up. And now they're giving him the opportunity to uh, flourish, uh, have some, some brains behind him, put him in the best situations he can possibly be in to use the tools that he has to win and become an even better leader. We, uh, I think we owe it to him to give him the year. It's almost like a, um, like, a, um, a, a, almost like another tryout again, like here, fresh slate. Let's go. We know you have some skill. Uh, you can only get better and let's some, put some people around you. That actually makes sense. So, yeah, I, I think that's the best bet. Also, it would be hilarious if Trubisky comes because then you got uh, a Duke and a North Carolina quarterback. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at that. There insane. we go. There, there's, the, there's, the, there's the zinger, Colin. That's, uh-huh. that's what we were missing. <laughs> I like 100% agree, agree with you guys on, on everything you said. And I, I think we've we've lamented on this pod a lot that they need to bring in someone behind him to push him. Trubisky's great. I, I was we said Mariota a lot too, which I think kind of it it can fill kind of the playbook doesn't yep. need to change as much when Mariota is the backup. So that was kind of right. the guy that I was looking for. If if you if I want to look deeper into this, to me, um, you know, saying that you're going to build a scheme around Jones is kind of like you know saying an, a McDonald's franchise owner saying he's going to open another McDonald's franchise because you kind of could just bring that Buffalo Bill scheme over because because Jones and Allen have similarities. Even yeah, though he's they definitely sort of do. Yep. Josh Allen light. What it comes down to, to me, if there was a Joe Burrow type in this draft, they would package those first two round picks and go get him. Bingo. And he, but there and is that a... player is not there. Yeah. So you're 100 percent right. The Bingo. best option is to let Jones have another year and see what they could do with him. Because albeit he's been streaky as hell through his career and injury prone, but he's shown a lot too. He's shown yeah. decision making, deep throw, running the ball. I mean, you know, he is turnover prone, so he does make bad decisions, but he has worked to clean that up over time. So you could imagine with new mentorship coming in for him, that that could become maybe a a, a more limited factor moving forward for him, which is, which is what we would want, you know? Right. And absolutely. And now is, this is the perfect time to do it. You don't need to pick up that fifth year option. Right. Cause obviously Carolina is deeply regretting picking up the fifth year for Sam Darnold, which never made sense to me. I get it. You traded, uh, you know, a, a second and a fourth or whatever they did. So I, I guess to them it made sense, but it just looks like a terrible move right now. This is the perfect time to do it. This is fourth year. This is make or break. Daniel, we are going to upgrade this offensive line. You are going to have an offensive scheme that you want. You Like Brian Dable said, you are going to tell him what you like to do. Brian Dable is a bright offensive mind. He is not a Jason Garrett, a Freddie Kitchens, a Joe Judge. You will have all the tools you need this year. You go out. And you fumble it 20 times and you only throw 10 touchdowns, it's on you. And I'm sorry, it's over. You're done. You're out. And that yeah. means we're probably picking in the top six again, and we probably move up to take a quarterback. So yeah. this is the perfect opportunity and the perfect time to really see what Daniel is. And I think just based on that alone, financially and, and circumstantially, and where the team and the roster is right now and with a new regime, it just makes way too much sense for him 
to be the starting quarterback for us next year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's twofold, too, because if they build the offensive line through this draft and free agency, most likely, it doesn't hurt to give him another shot because whoever ends up being the guy next year has a, a you know, road right. rating in front You're of them. You're building the team for the next guy if Daniel doesn't work out. Yep. Exactly. Let me, let me and, ask you guys a question. It, yeah. Do you think that they should trade one of these first-round picks to acquire capital for next year? Um, or do you believe in Daniel Jones that much? Or is that too much of a kind of out there sort of question? Yeah. Like you can't think about picking a quarterback next year, right? You want to fix the right, team this year. Right, right, right. You're focused so highly on the draft right now, and you don't you didn't even look at quarterbacks next year. And I know the, the kid from Alabama, um, but do we really know anything could happen in a year? Yeah. So it's like I personally, I don't I would love to trade back regardless. Um, I, I don't want to give one up and just have one pick in the first round. Cause I think that that second pick is a luxury Great. and to maybe acquire a, a, another second or, or a third or a couple extra picks. Cause Lord knows we need an infusion of young talent and we need more picks than when we have. Um, I can't, I, I can't say I want to trade for capital next year. Would I hate it if they did it in the moment? Ask me on draft night when, when I see what the board <laughs> looks like, you know, yeah, sure. it's like, it's like that. That's that's kind of where my my headspace is, and um, I've been saying it to everybody that I know and everybody that wants to listen to me, which not many people do. Uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. We know the feeling. I'm, yeah. I'm a guest on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I want them if the board's right. I want two offensive linemen, five and seven. That's what I want. Unless yeah. Hutchinson or Thibodeau's there, I think this is the perfect, most cost efficient way to rebuild this offensive line right now. Have three cornerstone players on that offensive line. Yeah. That's what I want. I do. And I, I, under, I understand. It, it's the biggest weakness, and it's the weakness by far. It is a, by far the most disgusting weakness on this team. Yeah. And with an offensive line, you can compete tomorrow. You can compete. You can win football games in the NFL with an offensive line. And last thing I know, I'm rambling because this the, the draft is a very touchy subject for me. Yeah. I don't care that it's the seventh round, uh, seventh overall pick. I would like to trade back a little bit, but if that kid, Tyler Linderbaum, Lund yes. Linderbaum the yes. center from Iowa, is that good and regarded as like the best center prospect in 10 years, take him. Don't care. I, I'm more Don't excited care. about him than anybody else in this yes. draft. He is a guys, nasty, beautiful person. Yeah. You guys remember when the Jets had two first-round picks and they picked Nick Mangold and Debrickashaw Ferguson? And yep. people mm. were like lamenting it. See, that to me was the best draft they ever had. Yeah, because they got two cornerstones in the offensive line for 10, 12 years. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't you know, have any success there because wow. of the Jets. But, well, <laughs> yes, yes. But Mark Sanchez succeeded behind that offensive True. line led by those two guys. That's those it. two guys are arguably – they obviously won't make it, but those are all pro Hall of Fame type players. Like yeah. Those are – you have two cornerstone players on the offensive line, and I think we have one in Andrew Thomas right now. And I pray to God that Nick, Nick, uh, Nick Gates can come back and yeah. maybe move over to guard. That's you're talking about four of the biggest positions in the NFL, and we haven't had an offensive line in 14 Nothing. years. Yeah, we've we've seen this story before. Nick Gates could be the new Rich Seibert. Rich Seibert, yep. He yep. had a debilitating, awful injury that everybody told him he could not come back from. He came back, and not only did he come back, but he was a better player. Yes, which he is was. unheard of. But who knows? Nick Gates is a tough, tough guy. So. I don't know. We're pulling for him. We we hope I'd love we can to see do him it. back. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yep. it's a touch. It's a, it's it's just gonna have to play it by ear and whether or not it's this year, or next year, or whatever it is. But you're you're 100 right. There's essentially four open spots in this line now. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. And I don't think you know you people want to make a comment about Joe Burrow doing it behind a bad offensive line. But 
he's a special quarterback. Oh, yeah. You're not going to lump exactly. him in with, you know, Daniel Jones will never be Joe Burrow. I think everyone realizes that at this point. So yeah. for him to be good, and you know what? He doesn't have to be the best quarterback in the NFL to have success on a team. The, you know, we've seen we've seen guys, you know, with good defenses and good offensive lines and good running games who could get the job done, make a few really good plays that they had to do, and, you know, make a few comeback drives, win the Super Bowl. I mean, Eli Manning is probably that quarterback, right? He was never – the best quarterback in the league, or people wouldn't probably even put him in top 10 at some in some circumstances. So, Outside of one year, yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically, or in the playoffs for two years. Well, but yes. yeah. I, there's just – it's such a glaring need, and, to, you know, it, it's bizarre because we've spent four years talking about hog mollies and whatnot, and none of this well, ever happened. So yeah. I, no, I'm – if they pick – if they literally pick six offensive linemen in the draft, I'd be very happy. I, w- I wouldn't care. And, and as, you know uh, – Number one Giants fan, license plate guy on Twitter talks about nine offensive linemen. Yeah, I know it's an yeah. exaggeration, but would anybody truly be mad? At that? No, no, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. not with and, the way Lorenzo Carter was playing at the end of the year too, because yeah. edge rusher is the other thing you want to say, and then he all of a sudden yes. you know started to give life. So yes, that yes. position and, might be you know not as much of a need as you think it is. He seems to be a guy that is is a free agent that is a perfect candidate for like, okay, prove it to me this year, and then go make your bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the perfect prove it year deal for Lorenzo Carter lined up right now because, like TJ, like we were saying, he finished very strong. He played phenomenal. Oh yeah, you know I, I know Aziz Ojolari had eight sacks, but a lot of those to me weren't you know bully edge rushing. Yeah. He kind of loved to do a lot of those. Covered yes, sack, covered yeah. sacks. Yes, uh, I don't think he's that special pass rusher. He's definitely a, a good player, and he's going to be a good player. But if you do have that, you know, like the Thibodeau or Hutchinson alpha male on the other end he's going to be even better and carter while i don't think he is one of those you can never what is ernie of course he always said can never have enough pass rushers mm-hmm. he drafted tuck and oh you never because he can never have enough yeah because he can't pressure the quarterback will always win you football games or at least they will allow you to be in any football game Every There's time. an argument to be made that the two Super Bowl wins were, you know, a lot to do with the defensive line. I mean, exactly. Maybe exactly. not an argument. Maybe it just was that way. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Without a, a couple heroic plays from from the offense, and uh, you know, a, a bounce here and there with Wes Welker dropping it and Asante Samuel dropping a pick. I get it, but without the pressure on Tom Brady in those two Super Bowls, I'm sorry, 100%. we don't win. Hundred percent. We do not win. 100%. All right. I want to, I want to move on for a second and I want to go back to what Colin talked about with John Mara saying how they did everything to screw up Daniel Jones. So, you know, snacks, I know that you wrote a couple of strongly worded letters to uh, John <laughs> yeah. Mara th- yes. th- this season. So do you, do you take these words as sort of him growing as an owner or do you think that he's just saying what he has to say? No, I, I, I actually, I, I was, I've been telling, uh, I was texting Justin or I was on the phone with Justin last week and I told him, I'm like, um, I'm not giving myself any credit because I'm sure I'm one of many people who wrote nasty, disgusting, despicable things to him. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it finally hit him that he it, it, this all had to change. Have you you remember last time the GM position was open and we interviewed four guys, three of which were in the organization? Yeah. Or, or it were Gettleman who has been in the organization organization yeah. for 15 years. Yeah. They did an extensive search. And all the reports were that Mara loves Flores and we hired Dable, which was clearly Shane's guy. I think it finally hit him and his words now are reflecting that. Like, listen, I heard you. I realized it. I opened my eyes. This is it. They got all the reins. Yeah. 
all the reins. So, you know, he probably has a little bit of the back of his head too. Though it's like, well, if this if this doesn't work out, I get someone to blame now, and it's not my fault. <laughs> that, that too, if he doesn't <laughs> if he doesn't put on the forefront of it, yep, it's somebody else, not him. Yeah. And he I'll write get... I'll write my letter to to the other person and not John Merritt. Yeah, he doesn't want to get booed at the next uh, Ring of Honor ceremony. Oh. During I don't want to boo. Or... I don't. I want to be happy about John Merritt because there was a point in time where we all were. Remember right, those exactly. days? And Colin, I, I I wrote that in my life. I was like, I truly, truly, truly hope that in a few years I could write you a really nice letter thanking you for turning this around. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. It's what everyone wants. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Of course, I mean, well, when yeah. you're winning, when you're winning, you know, everything's yeah. great. And of you don't course, really right. analyze, like, the nitty-gritty of what's going on. And then yep, once you yeah. start losing, you know, there's a lot of finger-pointing. And at the end of the day, it's at the top because that's the person who's making these bonehead, you know, hires. And I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, like, very pleased with everything, even though I have to bring up this article I read, which is the most <laughs> insane thing ever, where John Merrill was like, I really liked Joe Shane. I thought I was going to hire him because I – booked him the worst seat on the airplane. He didn't seem to complain about it. And I was like, man, that's like the most billionaire thing I've ever heard anyone it ever really, say in my it life. It really, really is. Like, that is unbelievable that that even is a, an actual statement that he made. And, and what a, a lack of awareness. Why would you think your GM hire is going to complain to you about the seat he had on the plane, you moron? He's trying to be a GM for the New York Giants. <laughs> yeah, you think right. he's going to complain to the owner about his seat? It's so stupid. Oh, I mean, when they asked – the Dayball said it best today when they asked him at the press conference, why would you pick this job? He's like, well, New York Giants is a historic franchise. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and that was – the worst seat in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was the thing being thrown around, like how desirable is this job? And um, I know what the obvious answer is like, well, it's one of 32. It's open. So you yeah. take it. But that's also I, – I get that. But it's not the Houston Texans or the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is the New York Giants. That still rings true, regardless mm-hmm. of how in the dump we in we are in, how much we're in the dumpster. They are still the New York Giants, and yeah. that's always going to ring true for for these guys. And when these openings happen, and f- hopefully, fingers crossed, the GM and the head coaching position are not open for a long time. Yeah. So. And I mean, in, in the press conference uh, with Dable as well today too. I forget who it was, which uh, beat reporter it was, but they said. Oh, you look at someone like the Bengals in the last two years and the, the, the records that they have, and now they're going to be in the Super Bowl. What do you think about the possibility of doing that here? And not his answer was not what I'm getting to, just the, the fact that that is something that it's, happened. It's like a, you yeah, can yeah. have a turnaround. The NFL yeah. is so uh, about parity that if you get the right people with the with brains in their heads, they can do something like that. Right. Colin, we, 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 the Bengals and the Niners, both last year were last place in their division. Yeah. And it, we don't we don't play in the in the NFC West. Like this is it, it, it is feasible. I'm not. Yep. Well, none of us are sitting here and saying, okay, yeah, we're going to playoffs and we're making a run next year. But with competent coaching and, and competent leadership, yes, this thing can be turned out turned around quicker than than later. And, and it seems cliche, but I, I liked one thing that that Shane said uh, in his press conference, or, or maybe it was in one of the interviews, uh, Bob Papa or whatever. Um, how the number one focus, just win the division and then everything else takes care of itself. And yeah. it's like, well, when you simplify it like that, yeah. you can work towards that. I right. mean, if the NFC East is such a crapshoot yep. that, you know, the Cowboys can blow next year and you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even be surprised. You know, they were the best team in the division. They won 10 games and they could have lost like, they could have lost three, three other ones. So and I called I, three months sure ago, they, they were going to lose that playoff game too. I knew they were going to. Oh yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> 
Any yeah, Cowboy all, hate, I'm here for. All, oh, yeah. all those teams are bad. I think the Cowboys are bad too. The Cowboys aren't a good, are good team. They're no, Mike McCarthy is they're horrifically a, coached, right? right. Yeah, he's a, he's just a big fat baby man who, who looks like he should be wearing a diaper all the time. Yeah, I, yeah. Their We're, defense had a tremendous turnaround because uh, whoever their coordinator was, I forget his name. Um, Dan Quinn, that's right. And yeah, then, yeah, it's um, Dan Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. But listen, like it's it's it is theirs for the taking, and I don't I'm not going to say anything, and I want to say a bunch of stuff right now, but I, I should hold my tongue and not start to no no don't do it don't do but it. But I feel good, I, I feel good, and and I think you know this is something I want to say in every Giants pod because we've been so beat down. Yeah, you have to feel good. You have yep. to feel good right now. Yep. And, 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 I, you and I think that's I think that's the moral of everything going on right now. Everything is looking up. Okay, we got two guys in here that 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 know each other well. They even seem like friends, and they're going to be on the same page. They're young. They're in. They're in 2022 NFL. We have two top ten picks. We have two third round picks. There was a lot to like about the future of what's going on with the New York Giants, and that uh, is a very big, very drastic change from the last few years. So yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Speaking of of continuity. Um. <laughs> I want to talk about Patrick Graham for a second, guys. So basically, Dable said today that he, if Graham didn't get a head coaching job, he was coming back. Um, Colin, what do, you, what do you think about Graham coming back? Are you happy about that? Or I am or happy about it. He wanted to get a head coaching it. job, I should say. That was well, like you know what? And Dable said it himself in the press conference, too. It's like, oh, I mean, when he was asked, uh, what do you feel about him sticking around? It's like, well, that's that's the plan if I have anything to say about it, basically. I, I want him to stick around. The continuity is, is great. They had a working relationship with the Patriots for three seasons, I believe. Uh, and they know each other well. So, of course, they'd want to keep that intact because any uh, good football mind or fellow coach in the NFL saw that the defense wasn't the problem with the Giants. Yeah, the defense had some bad games, but they had bad games because they were run ragged. They weren't allowed to get some rest on the sideline. And you could not see the ceiling being even sniffed because they were not given the opportunity to to work at their full potential. You get an offense that keeps themselves on the field for nice long time killing drives and then all of a sudden you got this rabid defense coming out and and attacking. We we could see that with Patrick Graham. I I think, you know, I think we all had issues at times where it seemed in the last 2 years that maybe he did a little too much of um cushiony zone defense especially in the secondary where in retrospect, I think he was doing what he had to with what he had. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it would always be that way, given a different circumstance. So similar to Daniel Jones, you have to give Patrick Graham uh, another chance to to do something in a better situation. And that, you know, Shane and Dable have to uh, kind of uh, help him out on that front and, and put, again, the pieces in the offense to allow that to happen. So, yeah, I, I like that. Um, I hope he doesn't go somewhere else as a head coach, but power to him, and I'd be happy to him if he does. And we get two third-round picks if that happens. Yes, we do. Really? Yes, do. yes. which is insane. Yeah, I, 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 it's to me, it, that whole rule is a joke. But the compensatory yeah, a, pick system is a little wacky, huh? It's yeah. a, it's a, it, that's a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even want to go there because we want. No, to no, no. I know, I know, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was just about to and say, like, I see people. That are like, oh, I hope he gets the Minnesota job because we get two thirds. Yes, that's all well and good. I hope Patrick Graham gets a job because I think Patrick Graham deserves a head coach. Yeah, you know, uh, just as a man and a coach, I think he deserves a coaching job or a head coaching job, I should say. And 
the man has never had, at least with the Giants, a pass rusher. He's, you know, he does. He lost his 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 quarterback of the defense in the third game of the season this year. All so many things against him. Um, but I loved how honest Dable was. They were like, the reports are that uh, if Patrick Graham doesn't get a head coaching job, that you're going to keep him as defense coordinator. And Dable goes, yeah, that's true. That's yep. accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, Very up front. I, I love that. I love when do you that. see that? You never you, see that. When? When? Exactly. Exactly. To me, that, that was so cool. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> Minnesota, hire somebody else. I want, I want Graham back. Yeah. Although I do kind of like the idea of Wink Martindale, who yeah. blitzes like a madman, and we have no pass rush, and I think we have a good enough secondary to withstand these blitzes. So that is kind of enticing. But but I I to answer your question, DJ, I would be very happy if we retain Patrick Graham because that defense really isn't going to change that much, and those guys know him. They respect him. They love him. So run it back. And yeah. like Dave, Dable said as well, he, he would lean into uh, his experience because obviously the guy knows his defense. Yeah. So that's just a bridge between that side of the ball and Dable's, you know, preferred offense. So. Right. And, and you, when you got a guy that, that's been there for two years, who's had success, a guy you've worked with, okay, yeah, I'm an offensive coach. Maybe 65% of my practice is going to be with Daniel Jones in the offense. I trust that man with the defense to go over there and lead them and get them prepared lead them in meetings and everything like that. So yep. I think, again, that word continuity, that's where that comes in as well. I I don't really have much to add to what you guys said, but I'll just reiterate kind of what Colin was saying was that I don't think he was running the schemes he wanted to run because he couldn't because he didn't have the personnel. And I don't think he was able to rush the passer. So they had to run a lot of stuff he didn't want to do. They want to run aggressive man coverage. They want to rush the passer. He ran a defense that he wasn't really comfortable running and had a great deal of success for it. Bingo. So being that being said, I, I love him as a coach. I hope he does get that job because that's a great opportunity, as Dable said in the presser. But if he's back, I'm happy. And uh, hang on, guys, one sec. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds in either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is live in New York, meaning you can bet for almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TPPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibitive. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee or call, the, call or text the TN Red Line. 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut, call 888-798-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 8778-HOPENY or text HOPENY 467-369. Wow, they really added a lot to that one. That huh? was a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I, I, <laughs> that know was if I got so all much. that. I got all that. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I have to ask this question. Uh, do, do you guys get surprised every year when you hear what number Super Bowl we're about to watch? It, I didn't even know it was 56. Yeah, that's insane. It's nuts. Um, it is crazy. Nuts. Not not to switch gears a little bit, but I, I, I think this is a good time for it. Um, I tried so hard to find it, and I couldn't. 
I didn't know what to to look up title wise, but Nick, the it, it must be on YouTube, I guess. That that special uh, about going to your house and watching a game with your family, I saw it. I don't know if it was this year or last year, but it was like the best thing I've ever seen. And I just felt <laughs> like you you were like a, a brother from another mother because I feel like there have been times in my life, and TJ's seen it, and many of my very close friends have seen it, where I become a different person. I'm almost possessed. I do things that don't make any sense because of this team and what it does to me. Yep. And I wanted to uh just say that i i'm i'm happy to see someone like myself out there <laughs> yes there, there are there are others like you it's uh it's a completely deranged disgusting behavior that happens every sunday uh act, it's funny after that game they like they officially broke me i normally i i don't sit down when i'm at home and i watch games i stand right in front of the tv i have my glass of wine in front of me and i stand and i watch and i scream and i yell it's disgusting behavior. It really is. And they were asking me because it's. I, I'm, I'm serious. I, they're, no, I just love like, the way you describe it. It's perfect. Disgusting. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's nuts. I, I say in order, in order, this is how my life goes. My life priorities, family, fam, uh, giants, family, breathing in that order. That's it. That's how I feel. <laughs> it, it, it is that it is that sick of lunatic behavior. And they were asking me afterwards. They're like, like, yo. Is this like would you would you put an act on for the cameras today? I'm like, what? No, that's exactly what I do. It. If you weren't here, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be hitting the chairs, punching walls, punching holes in my wall. It's 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 what I do. That's it. Like, what, what? How did? Oh what was the God. story behind it? Did someone approach you? Did you know this guy? I, I forget. No. So it was uh. So Barstool Sports. They um. Uh, Roan, the guy's name, Adam Ferron, His name. They go. He goes by Roan. He tweeted out. Um, doing a story on or doing a video on Giants fans this weekend, looking for a psychotic Giants fan or one with great traditions. And then all of a sudden, my Twitter blew up. Everybody was tagging me in it because you may read some of my notes after games. It's I, I am a lunatic. And my Twitter <laughs> absolutely blows up. And a couple hours later, I get a DM from him. He goes, so what's the deal on Sunday? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, what, what are you doing for the game? I'm like, I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to watch it and I'm going to have macaroni and meatballs afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, perfect. Do you mind if we come film? I was like, yeah, sure. Come on by. <laughs> Just tell me how many people so uh, so we can make enough food uh, and, buy, and buy enough wine. And he's like, yeah, cool. Got it. And they came and they were just, they were in awe. Like it was that crazy. I had a couple friends over. One of my buddies is the diehard Giants fan, just like me. Um, you know, me and him, we, we like punch each other in the face and everything. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's all just such an absolute disgraceful. Yeah, you mess. were screaming at your dad and stuff. Oh yeah, and... oh yeah, <laughs> every time. Yeah, because he's trying to eat dinner. I'm like, Dad, the game's on. No, we're not eating now. We're not eating now. He's like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> Like, shut up we're not eating yet because what they're hungry too i'm like i don't care so i gotta, I was, gotta uh, watch this video i can't believe oh, I it's, it's wonderful. Uh, yeah how can you is, is it just barstool and i like what what is it called is it just like sunday yes. with this giant so, you know what it's uh i don't even know what it's called it's like uh, they say something like uh went to a giants fan's house and learn what it's like to be a sick fan and learn how to be an italian i know i i, I don't look it i know i get yeah. that um <laughs> 
But it was uh, it's funny. I, I will. Uh, when I'll, you said I'll... you had to make enough food for everybody, I was like, well, he's definitely Italian. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. We had to. We my brother, my son, my brother's a great cook, and he made probably a hundred meatballs. He made like two pounds of spaghetti, and we had we had. I, I went to uh, I went to the the best bakery around. I got the best bread in North Jersey. It was it was all just. They're lucky. They're yeah. lucky. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's funny. I, I'll teach you. I'll, I'll send you guys the, the, the link of, of the video. And after this, after this is over, they got a great but, video and they got fed too. Yes, they did. They did. My only beef about them though was my dog is adorable, and I put the giant sweater on him, and they didn't. They they only had him in for like ten seconds. Ah, uh, boo! Little Benny, man. Yeah. Little Benny. Not yeah, me. It, 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 it was it was great. It, it was great, man. Well, I he definitely has a better haircut, I would imagine. Oh yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was, I, uh, it, was, it was something. It was something. It was a fun day. It was a fun day. We we've we've discussed it on multiple occasions uh, since we started this podcast of uh, the various things that I've done over the years that are uh, borderline Colin loves psychotic. To flip tables, man. Oh, yeah, well, in college. Tables. Yeah, college, college was, was bad. Because the the older I get, the less high strung I get. Uh, or I, I, I think you know, I, I, I think it, it's opposite for me. Well, maybe I get high strung in other senses, but the Giants—it's become more of a resigned thing where I, I realize it's not—it's it, not worth the stress, which right. is almost worse. I, I lament the fact that I've—I've I've gotten to the point where I—I I don't care as much. You're numb. Numb. Yes, exactly. You're but numb to it. Yep. Back in the day when uh, when I I basically it dictated the mood for the week, uh, depending on win or, or, or loss or how they won oh or God. lost. Lose, lose. I can't even speak anymore. I've um, been subject to this for my entire life. Is like the the Giants winning or losing. It's like Kyle and I've been best friends since we were little kids. It's like, oh well, I guess awesome. I just won't talk to him this week. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure to stay away. I'll yeah. make sure to stay away. You know it's what like I'm a- worried about, Colin, is that when they start winning again, knock on wood. I don't want to, you know, go too crazy right now. I feel like it's going to come back, but it's going to be scary and also really good for the podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, but I think the difference is, is I didn't have responsibilities then. So now I can focus in on, on owning a house and like doing job related stuff. And then it was like college where it was drinking a lot of beer and, and just being a general idiot. But um, the, the best thing that that TJ and Dan always bring up is uh, hate naps. And I'm sure this I have a feeling, Nick, this is something that you might do. I don't know. Tell me if, if I'm wrong. Well, I've gotten so frustrated with this team in multiple different scenarios, whether it's actually sitting in my seat at the game or watching the draft, where if I didn't like something that would happen, I would feel the strong need to think that, well, the Giants don't deserve my attention, so I'm going to sleep on them right now, and that'll show them. And I've literally forced myself to fall asleep sitting Justin in my Pugh. seat. The Justin Pugh first round pick was the the one I remember uh, the most. Well, yeah. well because they were right talking away. about his little short arms leading up to the to the draft so much, and I couldn't stand it because uh, well, what year was that? I, I don't remember. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And and our buddy Nick would, would just he would hammer me with it. So like, oh pew pew <laughs> with his T Rex <laughs> arms. Yeah. <laughs> Nick and, Nick uh, who's been on the pod, you should say, several times. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, yeah Nick who's been on the pod. He's always yeah. <laughs> Uh, should well, we should we jump and talk about the Super Bowl for just a few yes, minutes yes, before we, we go? Yeah, um, I, I don't want to lay, lay, go get too hard into this because because we've gone a little long. But uh, who do you guys want to win? Cincinnati. That's it. Yeah, Cincinnati, baby. Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I'm it, sorry. I, like, short answer. I, I I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. 
Um, I think what they did in just a short order and the fact that they were patient with Zach Taylor and they kept him aboard after like four wins in three years, which is insane, mm-hmm. or two, whatever it was, they kept him. They drafted Burrow. They lucked into Joe Burrow. And they, you know, I, I ripped them for drafting Jamar Chase over Pina Sewell because I thought offensive line was exactly what they needed. They needed to protect Joe Burrow. And they took, they took Jamar Chase and it has worked out like a bandit. And the fact that they just went into Arrowhead in front of those crazy fans and, and they won and they came back from 18 points down in the second half. Yeah. Impossible, Great impossible not to root for them. I mean, Jamar Chase is an all pro as a rookie. When was the last time that crazy. happened? crazy ah yeah that's a great question i i agree i thought that pick was terrible and it and i we're wrong we're 100 yeah. wrong dead wrong did you, did dead you see that wrong. picture of uh of uh their father smoking cigars yes i that was, love that colin that was like one of the coolest pictures i've seen yeah. in the nfl this year and they're both that named is jimmy. so cool yes 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 it's awesome yep. Another awesome. cool one was uh, the photo. Uh, I forget who the player was, like carrying Burr off the field, and then the side by side with him, the same player yep. carrying off the field. Did that the... to the champion? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, forget, I wish I, I could remember his name. I, I mean, you know what? Shout out, but... And I'm not. I I don't want to say it. I don't because the two teams are completely different. But since he's got a little bit of 07 Giants in him, I agree. I All agree. right, like they, they do. They went on the road. They've beaten teams. They've been underdog in every. Well, they. They were favored against the Raiders by six points, so it's a little difficult. Uh, that could have went either way. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Even though they're they, favored, I didn't. I didn't think that. I didn't think they were going to win that game. Honestly, I didn't think they no, were going to win any, any game. No, I right. And and you know what? They should have lost the first two games. Yeah. Shoot, they should have lost all three. If you think about it, <laughs> yeah, right. It's crazy, but they they're resilient. They found a way, and here they are. It's 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 just an, an impossible team to to root against, and I I feel like. The whole country will be rooting for Cincy, and rightfully so. I just and, want to say that. Hang on, Colin. I know you want yeah. to go. Hang on. I'm just going to say that you're 100 right. It's impossible to root against them because I was rooting for Stafford so hard all right. year yeah. to yeah. win a ring because I thought he deserved it so much. And then now I'm sitting here a week or two weeks out of the Super Bowl. I'm like, I'm going to root against the guy I've been rooting for all year because I just yeah. love Joe Burrow and and Jamar Chase. I just love the story. It's a great yeah. story. To me, and. It's, and, and- I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt, TJ. No, go ahead. Go. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and Colin, I'll get to it too. Yeah. Sometimes I'll blabber on. So I, as you good. guys probably heard. Um, then there's the opposite, though. I, I I was thinking about it when I said it's impossible not to root for them. The only possible way to root against them is Eli to Apple. not see Eli Apple. Uh, <laughs> man, I've 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 gone out of my way he to trash talk awful. him on Twitter every day. Yep. He, I have to. And he's ma- he's making it work. Like, dude, you're calling out Tyreek Hill. Really? Really? You're the calling baby. out Tyreek Hill. Calling you him have no baby. idea when when they threw him the ball, like when Patrick Mahomes threw him the ball to go yeah. win the game in overtime and he dropped it. And I was like, this MFR again. Yeah. And then uh-huh. but then you got BJ Hill coming in to, to seal the deal for you. Yeah. So yep, yep. Yep, there he comes. There, another former giant. Dude, that's I, a whole I, other I, pod on itself. How we also gave away another draft pick to get a complete price. Anyway, please, we'll just please, move on from please, that. Please. Yeah. yeah, and then the, I, and I know there's on the Rams side. I know there's a big fraction of the, the fan base that loves Odell Beckham Jr. I I personally am not a fan, but I also I'm not going to sit here and be like whatever. I think the whole oh I'm so happy for him. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. I think that's a little much. The dude. Did everything he could to run himself out of New York, and then he did everything he could to run himself out of Cleveland. So I'm sorry, he should not be like a, you know, a, a feel good story or whatnot. Yeah. I'm happy for him. He's an unbelievable player. Like I have no, no ill will or anything like that. If he wins, great, good for you, man. But 
the fact that they're saying like, oh, yo, free OBJ. I'm so happy for him. The dude did everything he could to get traded and get cut. So I don't want to hear the sob stories. Yeah. Anyway, go Bengals. Um, I, I do want to bring him up because uh, we brought him up last week uh, as a head coaching candidate. But what a phenomenal job, uh, Lou Anarumo or Anarumo. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. The uh, defensive coordinator for the Bengals, Staten Island guy. Staten what Island that defense Italian, has yep. been insane. Yeah. Besides Eli Apple, that defense has done an incredible job. Whatever they did line. at halftime was remarkable. The unbelievable. Yep. One of what that, that you could argue that's one of the best halftime adjustments for a defense. In a long, long time. Yeah, Tyreek Hill time. didn't do anything in the second half. Nothing. And they I had mean, plenty of opportunities too, too. Yeah. And they just they clamped down. Big yeah. turnover. They were yep. just giving a cushion, and the Saints will kill you giving them a cushion. So they got aggressive. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, maybe a blueprint against that team in the future. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, with that being said, guys, thanks for listening tonight. Um, Please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us at BBU Podboys with a Z on Twitter. Um, don't forget to follow Nikki Snacks. Nikki, give me your uh, in, your Twitter handle there because I closed my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> no, all, all good, brother. All good. Uh, yeah, so Snacks underscore BDGE. I used to eat a lot of chips when I was a kid, and my cousin started calling me Nikki Snacks. So there you nice. go. And I, I want to say I want to say this too. We're starting to bring more and more people that we've befriended on Twitter on here. I can't wait for next season because you know I think we got to get. All, we got to get together. All these people got to get together. I hear about all these fan meetups and stuff like that. Dude, and, not, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying this like for me, but like, or, you know, not giving myself too much credit because I'm a very humble person. I throw a great tailgate, man. Yeah. We've had everybody over here. We, we we take shots. We chug beers. We play football. Everything. It's a awesome. great, great time. We blast music. Yeah. Let's go. Next year, yeah. I, I want to do a whole big thing. Whole uh-huh. big Love thing. Love that. Love yeah, that. we got it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to download our DraftKings app. Have a good night. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. Thanks, Nick, for coming on, man. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I loved it. Loved it. Right on. Right on.